From COK Studios in Kelly McEver's closet, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider an in-depth recap of President Trump's trip to Asia. We'll also consider how neuroscience and psychology are working together on mental disorders in our Consider Your Health series. And we'll consider that I left my car keys in the upside down. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Papa John's. If you're a drunk college student or a racist, then you'll love choking down our new barely edible white garlic ranch pizza. Whiter pizza, whiter ingredients, Papa John's. And the Roy Moore Foundation, helping conservative Christians use the Bible to justify horrible criminal behavior since the 1970s. Visit helpmejesus.org to find a Bible verse that can get you out of trouble. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. President Trump has been in Asia for a 12-day odyssey that took him to five countries and two international summits. It was the longest trip to the continent by a president in 25 years. Trade issues, as well as North Korea's nuclear threat, dominated the discussions between Trump and Asian leaders. The president also spent time at the Asia-Pacific Summit in Vietnam with his BFF, Russian President Vladimir Putin. Trump once again asserted that Putin and the Russians did not meddle in the 2016 election, they did, and said that he believes Putin when he says that there wasn't any Russian interference. There was. When pressed by reporters, Trump seemed to back off of his statements, but it comes at a delicate time as the investigations into collusion between Russia and the Trump campaign are ramping up. The Russian question was hanging over Trump as he concluded his trip, but it was just one aspect of his grueling Asian tour. Traveling with the president as part of the press corps was COK's senior correspondent, Cordell Nutbrock, who joins us now. How was the trip, Cordell? Well, I'm told that things got off to a good start when Trump played nine holes of golf with Shinzo Abe at Kasuma Kiseki Country Club. You're told? Weren't you on hand with the other reporters covering the trip? Well, Dinah, I was actually kept in the hold of Air Force One for the duration of the trip. Only the reporters from Breitbart and Fox News were allowed off the plane for any length of time to cover President Trump's speeches and meetings. I kept hoping they'd let us off at some point to cover something, but we only got to get off twice. The tarmac in Hanoi was just lovely. So you were being held captive? Jared Kushner called it fake news detainment when he came and briefed us on the president's schedule on the second day. We weren't treated too bad, but I did have to share what is just a large animal crate with another reporter. Who else did they keep in the crates inside Air Force One? Oh, there were lots of us. Reporters from NPR, MSNBC, CNN, The Washington Post, and New York Times were all doubled up in the crates. We got bathroom breaks four times a day, and they gave us as many chicken nuggets as we could eat. That's all they apparently serve on Air Force One anymore. So you didn't get to see or hear what the president was doing on his Asian tour? Not really. I'm sure you know more about what happened than I do. We did get briefed occasionally by Jared Kushner or Secretary of State Rex Tillerson. Here's a little bit of what they told us on one of our stops. I want to say this was in China? Uh, the president's doing a great job on this trip so far. It's just amazing. 
He's already figured out how to deal with North Korea, and he talked really tough to Korean President Moon Jae-in, so he knows that the South needs to do its part. It was a great speech he gave, and he looked so strong, and not at all like a moron. Right, Jared? Uh-huh. Also, the president is going to urge China to use its economic leverage to put the brakes on North Korea's nuclear program. And he will. China is doing well, but we need them to do more. They will get an earful for the president on trade. Right, Jared? Uh-huh. Now, there's nothing else to report, so don't misrepresent what I told you in your liberal media shows and papers. I think that's all for now. Uh, can we have something else besides chicken nuggets? No! If we can't have anything but chicken nuggets, neither can you. Any other questions? Yes. Yes, Miss Maddow. Can I get another pillow? Anderson Cooper drooled all over mine. No, I didn't. I'll see what I can do. Jared, anything to add? Uh-huh. That's the most information we got, Dinah. Yeah, we definitely got more news than you did, Cordell. Quite. I might have one more clip of something newsworthy. President Trump was told by President Putin that he had the strongest handshake he'd ever experienced. Ever. He almost broke his hand. He has such a strong grip. You can lead your news pieces with how big and powerful the president's hands are. Uh, hey, hey, Cordell, can I have some of your barbecue sauce? Keep your mitts off, Broker. You already ate yours. That sauce is mine. Just use the ketchup. But I hate ketchup. No, too bad. Uh, have you seen my reading glasses? Uh, no! Well, thanks for trying to report on the president's trip. I tried. Stupid Broker. He wouldn't stay on his side of the crate. That was COK's senior correspondent, Cordell Nutbrock. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to our Consider Your Health series. The Society for Neuroscience meeting took place in Washington, D.C. this past weekend, and our own Alex Truman was there to cover it. She joins us now in the studio to tell us what went on there. Good to see you, Alex. Hello, Cotter. So, researchers at this meeting were focusing on how to find the biological underpinnings of mental disorders like autism, schizophrenia, and depression. That's correct. It was fascinating to be there to see how the fields of mental health and brain science are converging and working together. It sounds interesting. Ooh, it was. I got a bunch of autographs for my collection. Dr. R.J. Hamilton was there. <laughs> He's the rock star of neuroscience, Cotter. I also got Dr. Max Moffitt's autograph. He's the bad boy of depression research. Well, uh, actually, he's more like the sad boy, but I digress. So what did you find out from your time at the meeting? Oh, there's so much new research coming out about how the brain functions in people with mental disorders. And now, thanks to neuroscience, we can see it in real time. I spoke to Dr. Walter Doyce, who is a psychologist who also does lab work, and here is what he said. We're seeing how the brain is functioning, and how neurons are firing as people deal with mental disorders. There's such a wealth of subjects out there right now as well, so that makes our job very easy. How so, doctor? Well, there's a lot of depressed people out there right now. A lot. Like, way more than ever. We've actually been turning research subjects away because there's so many sad, downtrodden, and just absolutely depressed people who want to know what's wrong with them. I see. We saw a huge uptick in our numbers last November, and a steady increase every month since then. Hmm, I can't imagine why. We've also been duplicating certain human disorders in animals as well, so that we can study how the brain works. We are able to activate neurons that control certain behaviors and emotions. And how are you doing that? We show them Fox News or CNN all day. 
It's clear that it triggers neurons that cause high levels of depression in the brain. Our rats are as sad and lethargic as they can possibly be, especially when Hannity is on. So, it's Trump. Yep, Trump is at the root of our research, and it's been remarkable. It's unfortunate. It is, but it's a boom time for our industry. What can I say? Dr. Noyce said that neuroscience has made leaps and bounds in the past year thanks to Trump being president. Well, that's something. I was just as surprised as you, Connor. I never thought for a minute that Trump would be good for scientific research, but I've been proven wrong. It's like the time I told my mom I'd fix my own prolapsed eardrum. Who boy, was I wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it, it ended up okay, but my ear, nose, and throat guy said I just can't use Q-tips anymore. I only hope that these scientists figure some things out in the next little while before the whole country becomes depression test subjects. Agreed. Thanks for that report, Alex. You're welcome. That was Consider Your Health with Alex Truman. Now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins, because we need to celebrate all the wins we can, especially the little ones. Kudos to Jerry Gordon in New Jersey, who remembered his new work computer password after changing it just prior to a 12-day vacation, saving him the embarrassment of being ridiculed by the IT guys. We know that Alan and Mark can be really mean, so well done on your Big Little Win. Congratulations also to Alice Plumley in El Paso, who is able to give a coherent and insightful answer to a question from her boss in a staff meeting despite not paying attention at all. Daydreaming can be a problem, but not if you're good at bullshitting, which makes this a very big little win. If you or someone you know has a big little win, let us know on Facebook or on Twitter. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. You can subscribe to the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher.com, and don't forget to leave us a review. A good one. Please. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Jeremiah Knight, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. You can lead your news pieces with that part, you know, the hand thing. That'll be good. Um, the hand thing. The hand thing. That'll be that. That'll that'll sell papers. Newsies unite. Rawr. <laughs>